The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for joining us on this Thanksgiving long weekend. Joining me is Jerry Karaya. How are you? Very good, Jeremy. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Excellent, excellent. Uh, my name is Jeremy Wiseman, and we've got a lot, a lot to cover today. So uh, we're going to cover the Fed. We're going to cover debts. We're going to cover where we are in the gold and silver market. How are those short positions looking? We're going to maybe even look at the energy sector, and we're going to look at who is buying gold right now. Um, and we'll talk about balance sheet and central banks. All of this is going to come together to help you understand why we believe owning physical precious metals is so important, especially during these inflationary times. And if you'd like to acquire some physical precious metals, you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. A great place to start, great place to pick up a few, uh, you know, gold bars, few gold coins, uh, 10 ounce bars of silver. We've got tubes of silver maples. Um, again, great place to start. Start your physical stacking, if you will. That's at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. If you're looking to hold physical precious metal in a registered account, that's also something that we deal with at Guildhall Wealth, where it's fully segregated, fully allocated to you. You own the product directly. You have direct ownership of your own physical precious metals in those accounts. We like to use the motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And before we get into all of the things we have to discuss today, Jerry, what's happening on the e-store? Well, last last month we had a winner, so congratulations to the winner of the contest. We drew the number and we got in contact with the person that won. So again, congratulations on the winner of five ounces of silver. We're going to be doing the same contest again this month, Jer this month, Jeremy, for the month of October. So we're going to be doing a draw October thirty first, thirty first Halloween weekend. Uh, another draw for five ounces. So that's what's going on. Place your orders on the Guildhall Precious Metal site, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. We have the product in stock. Give us a call if you're looking for something specific. Uh, we can likely source that as well, but we're slowly getting inventory again. So that's what's up. And before we jump into all of this information we have to dig through, um, what was what was the feeling of this week for you? It was a very hectic week. There was a lot happening in the market. What was the sense? What was coming across Jerry Karai's desk? Same thing, Jeremy. Really, um, no one's really watching the price. Congratulations for anyone who took advantage of the price this week and got their hands on some physical bullion. Congratulations, because it's getting harder and harder to get. So seeing much more, uh, much more activity with people looking to um, really pad bullion in every area of their investment portfolios. Before it was just one, maybe a TFSA, but now they're bringing on board the RSP. They're doing um, a little bit of private, so they open up a private depository account with us. Some individuals have, you know, uh, jump ship. Some are leaving the country, unfortunately. Sad to see some people go, but they're remaining. Their medals are staying with us um, and and just so you know, our clients know, you know, you're more than just a number. You have our contact information. You have our some cell numbers. We can text, and we would love to, um, you know, build that rapport just by laying that foundation of trust. So even though you may be leaving the country or you're across, uh, you know, across the waters, you could still get in touch with us and have a chat about your inventories. Yeah, um, it's. 
I'm glad you brought that up. I would say that was one of the biggest trends this week is every day there was someone who was saying, We're, uh, I'm leaving the country. I'm, I'm going to Central America. I'm going to Mexico. Um, getting out and maybe go travel somewhere else where, uh, you know, we don't have these uh, type of um, constrictions and we, I, I need to put my product somewhere. So mm-hmm. we, we saw a lot of uptick in physical storage accounts this week as yeah. people are saying, look, I, 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 I can't take this with me. I've got to keep it somewhere. And I, I like what you guys are doing. And, and of course, these are all clients who've already purchased product um, with us. And so they're saying, hey, let me bring it. Now, if you've purchased elsewhere, you can also store with us. So that's, that's right. That's not a problem, too. No. Um, I had an interesting conversation with someone this week. I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Jerry. Um, the, the, the client asked, if the stock market goes down, will gold go up? I thought that was kind of interesting. I had the same conversation today. Really? Yeah. So what did you say? Well, we look at what happened in 08. Right? Okay. We remember the 08 crisis. It was a lot of things that happened. It was a chain of, you know, you call it systemic event where one thing led to another, which led to another. Um, and the question was, you know, what, what happened to gold and silver? Well, initially, because of the over-leveraged you know, gold futures market, um, you know, there's a lot of selling that has to happen and a lot of people, institutions going into the U.S. dollar as this quote unquote safe haven. Um, and for those who don't know, gold and silver are negatively correlated to that. So we tend to drop on the electronic market. So gold and silver uh, start moving down initially. Um, gets dragged down with the rest of the commodity space and the commodities being all of the industrial metals, whether it be, you know, lithium or copper or one of the many nickel. But there comes a point when this cascading of negative events happens and gold and silver take off their industrial metal hat. Yeah. And they put on their precious metals hat, more Mm -hmm. of a currency, the safe haven. And that's when you start seeing silver decouple from the rest and start to really perform and start to break out, which is why we led out of 2009, 2010, and hit all-time highs in 2011. And I, I would add to that that, you know, being there at the time, there was definitely this sense of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, people didn't understand gold and silver as much back in 2008. Um, it, to them, it was still a speculative type of thing, especially on silver. It was more speculative than than wealth preservation, which it's it's proven itself to be. I think as well at that time, both precious metals had performed quite well, so it was a place to take profit. And then, of course, again, there was a lot of leverage in the market as opposed to today in the precious metals market. There's there is less today than than there was then. So that was kind of interesting. So, you know, those are kind of interesting dynamics to reflect on. I, I, I approached it slightly differently because mm-hmm. I feel like we always have this tendency to think in a binary way. Like if yeah. this happens, this should happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's grade nine science or something. And it just doesn't work that way. The fact is, is that the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of incorrect signals being sent out by the market. There's a lot of manipulation in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Fed is backing everything that you're doing and printing money, or, you know, as we've reported on in the past, that all of these companies are buying back their own stock, there's a lot of mixed signals being put out into the market that are not accurate. Right. So, yeah, you could have a situation where there's a melt up in mm-hmm. stocks because everything is hyperinflationary. Mm-hmm. And gold and silver are going up too. 
Yeah. Which one's outperforming is the question, right? Mm -hmm. Why are the stocks rising? Well, because the value of the dollar is disappearing. Mm -hmm. And that's why gold and silver have been rising for, for 20 plus years. So we have to understand that there's a lot of inaccurate signals being sent to the market, that it's not going to be exactly, oh, if this happens, then this happens. But I think we have to, and which is why we have to go beyond what happens if the stock market goes down? What happens if the dollar goes yeah. down? It's more about understanding the fundamentals, the macro picture of why we're holding physical gold and silver, which is these are hard assets that are outside the financial system or banking system, I should say, that there's a limited amount. And when you own it, you own it. No counterparty risk. We're about to get into the idea of debts. Yeah. And listen, at some point, the debts are going to matter because someone is going to say, I need to get paid. Mm -hmm. No, you don't get to default on me. I need to get paid, which means someone else down the line is going to be screwed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is going to create a daisy chain. That is going to create the contagion, quote unquote, that people are, are con concerned about that is is going to make gold and silver shine very brightly. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact is, is you can't just jump on at any time in this market. And that's something we've learned. Yeah. And we, we are seeing what, you know, who's buying this market in gold and silver. We're going to get into that a little later. But, you know, it's very important to disconnect ourselves from that binary. If, if this happens, then that's going to happen. Because going back to 2008, we've never seen this before. The world has never seen quantitative easing before. And that was the solution then. We're on to QE4. And, you know, they're talking about potentially announcing, announcing taper, um, which is not tightening, by the way. This is just slowing down the pace. <clears throat> but we already know the pace at which money, money supply is growing is already hyperinflationary. Yeah. So what is the solution? And this is why we get into the what is big money doing? What are the central banks doing? And why are they doing it, Jeremy? So well, you'll yeah. have to wait a little bit. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Stay but, tuned. But speaking of the, the taper, um, Peter Schiff was talking about that. I totally agree with what he's saying. This idea, what he's talking about is, yeah, they, they could initiate taper, but they're never going to follow through with the whole thing. It's all just it's all just hot air, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we have to look like we like we're doing the right thing, but we actually can't do the right thing. So he strongly believes that they'll they might even initiate it, but yeah. then they'll pull off on it, just like Jerome Powell did the last time round, which I think was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. So I I don't believe in the taper. I don't know if they can actually do it, but we are starting to see elsewhere around the globe interest rates are rising. And that's something that may be completely unavoidable. And you have to wonder what would happen if interest rates started to rise, because we know no one could handle interest rates in the double digits the way Volcker did it. No, no one could handle interest rates rising to 5%. Mm -mm. So w the back is against the wall and there's not a lot of options there. So how do you protect against the potential fallout of this? Because again, if you can't handle higher rates, then what is the option? Print to oblivion? Mm -hmm. You got to consider having some physical metal in your portfolio. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. You can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and acquire some physical precious metal, gold, silver. And for every order that goes through, you can um, be put into a draw to win five ounces of silver 
for and we'll be drawing at the end of the month. It'll be kind of a trick or treat, more like a, a treat at the end of the month. And um, so you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Let's talk about the Fed balance sheet. Let's talk about Yellen, Janet Yellen's opinion of the debt ceiling. And of course, this platinum coin, this trillion dollar platinum coin. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Everything we do at Guildhall is physical, 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 gold, silver. We also do platinum. Speaking of platinum, not in registered accounts, but you can buy physical platinum with us. But speaking of platinum, Jerry, the craziest story I think that came out this week was the uh, the concept of of the Treasury minting, very specially minting, a trillion dollar coin. <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw that headline? I had to scramble and look into it a little bit further. Obviously, it was just um, something out of thin air that that was devised. It was something out of um, you know kind of desperation to come up with some sort of solution. But it's illegal, apparently, uh, according to um, this the, their, the Constitution and the Acts, because um, the proof coin is what they called it cannot be put into circulation. So it's it's defeating in itself. It cannot happen and. In order for it to actually happen, they need to have a uh, trillion dollars worth of platinum, or and, and which is just impossible. So, uh, again, they call it was it called a gimmick, I believe, what it was called, right? It's the stuff of banana republics. Uh, at the end of the day, the idea of well, we what happens if we don't raise the debt ceiling? You know, last week, speaking of the debt ceiling, because this is where it all came from. It came from the debt ceiling. Right. You know, last week we talked about the fact that Janet Yellen was testifying before the House Financial Services Committee, and she was in support of eliminating um, the limit through legislation. So she she was saying, let's just get rid of the, the debt limit. There's no it's, – it's tying our hands. It's making our job complicated. And every – you know, once a year, twice a year, they 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 freak out about this debt limit, but they've never not raised it. Mm-hmm. They've always raised the debt ceiling. Just blast right through it. Right? They always blast right through it. Um, but yeah, she she said, uh, you know, let's get rid of it. It's it's complicated. It's difficult. It's it's tying our hands. And um, you know, at the end of the day, they always threaten we're unable to pay our bills if we don't pass this this debt limit. Well, if you can't pay your bills. And you need more money to pay the bills. It's a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, you're admitting that you've got a Ponzi scheme. You're admitting mm-hmm. that you can't handle not getting more debt. And if that's the case, why why are you in why are you in public service if you can't balance the books, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have the discipline, right? These politicians don't have the discipline. The, the people running the finances of the of the United States don't have the discipline. Even in Canada, they're saying, "Oh, we we did an amazing thing. We shut down the economy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you create, and then you just printed a ton of money while a whole bunch of businesses went out of business. Yeah, right. It made no sense. No, the government doesn't make anything. They don't produce anything. They don't give any value to pro- to produce anything. They just take. Mm-hmm. They just take taxes. Mm-hmm. And if you can't if you can't handle the taxes, and even in Canada, we talked about Pierre Polyev mm-hmm. uh, busting uh, Bank of Canada for giving 
giving the government of Canada more than than they're allowed to allowed give. To, right. So there's no discipline, but there is discipline in physical gold. So this idea of the the trillion dollar coin is absolutely malarkey. Mm-hmm. It's craziness, it, and it is an, an admission that they are out of solutions, mm-hmm. completely out of solutions. And the idea of well, we'll just print, we'll just print. We'll, we'll just print a coin and call it a trillion dollars. That should do, shouldn't mm-hmm. it? Well, on what planet? Planet illusion, it would right, work. Right, exactly. It was it was a big clown show. And even having this this debate year over year about a, a debt ceiling that continuously gets breached for decades, I think they just need to have this debate to look like they're doing something responsible, to have a debate about these things, when in fact it, the debate always loses. There's no point to the debate because it's already settled. We're going to blast through this this target, this, this ceiling, when in fact it was Mike Maloney who said this week who, um, who gave a great explanation about the coin. It's not really a ceiling, Jeremy. It's, it's a it's a it's a bottomless pit and you just keep going through and you go deeper into the core of the earth and you just where we end up we're into this abyss so it's a big drama show a big clown show and a huge gimmick with what yellen said and she spoke you know again uh out of, out of both sides of her mouth and one side saying we don't need a debt ceiling just get rid of it yep but let's make a solution called a trillion oh, or or no, actually she, she was against it she sorry. was against it this is the part this is so this is the crux of it this is so the crux of it this is your takeaway okay this is who's running the treasury right now um she said uh, that we believe when congress legislates expenditures and puts in place tax policy that determines taxes those are the crucial decisions congress is making yellen said and if to finance those spending and tax decisions, it is necessary to issue additional debt, I believe it is very destructive to put the president and myself as Treasury Secretary in a situation where we might be unable to pay bills that result from those past decisions. In other words, just give us carte blanche to produce as much money, fake money, backed by nothing as we want. Just give it to us. Just give us carte blanche. And then she has the gall when it comes out to talking about print, minting a trillion-dollar coin. Um, she trashed the idea of minting a trillion-dollar coin to defuse the debt ceiling crisis as the U.S. veered towards what would be devastating default on its debt payments. She wrote, she said, quote, I am opposed to it. I don't believe we should consider it seriously, she told uh, CNBC. It's really a gimmick, and what's necessary is for Congress to show the world can count on America paying its debts. Why? By raising the debt limit and just printing it from the Fed instead of minting it through the Treasury? Right. I mean, w- what difference does it make? W- what happened? The, the the minting idea was not her narrative, so she didn't like that lie. Mm-hmm. She exactly. likes her lie. Mm-hmm. Only her lie matters. Craziness. Let's talk about the Fed. She was the She was the chairwoman at the Federal Reserve. Let's talk about the Fed. The balance sheet on the Federal Reserve balance sheet is $8.4 trillion. $8.4 trillion. I did some digging, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Do you know that was the debt in the United States back in 2006 under Bush? Wow. Just think about that. Mm-hmm. In 2006, the entire, the entire debt, debt of the yeah. US of, of the US was 8.4, okay? Now it's the balance sheet of the Fed. The balance sheet back in 2006 under, under Bush Jr., was 850 billion so less than a trillion now listen to this check this out i did you know how like we always talk about our ratios 
the debt was nine times more the Fed balance sheet back in 2006, nine times more. Mm -hmm. Now the U.S. debt is only three times more. That's how fast the Fed is generating debt. Debt, right? And where who's getting it? Who's getting it? We're getting it in the form of inflation, mm -hmm. because every all the prices are going up across the board, mm -hmm. and businesses have to tighten tighten their everything that they're doing and pa or pass it on <clears throat> to the customer, and that's what's happening. So thank you, Fed, for saving us, but don't save us. We don't need the saving. So yeah, the debt ceiling—they're always going to raise it. The coin. Yellen poo-poo's it. That's crazy. The U.S. is broke. That's oh, yeah. that's the that's the real takeaway. The U.S. is absolutely broke. And if we follow the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab's, what's his answer to it? Well, let's just turn you from a debt slave into a slave slave. Mm -hmm. Let's just make you give up all of your goods, all of your assets, and you'll just be a slave slave. Forget that's the right. debt slave. Mm -hmm. Why? What's a debt slave? Well, it means that the Fed prints the money. We have to end up paying taxes and. Canada borrows money from the Fed too. Lots. They've got no, they got an international window, but you owe the money back to the Fed in interest. You got to pay that interest somehow. Well, that's why you pay income tax. Yeah, and that's why they start raising taxes all over the place. So there's no doubt the world is a debt slave to these central banks. Mm -hmm. So we have to become our own central bank. If I can borrow a, a word from uh, Gregory Manorino, become your own central bank. And uh, Jerry. What are the central banks doing besides the Fed? The Fed is the is a different central bank all on its own. But there's other central banks out there, mm -hmm. and what are they doing? Well, in a time where we're seeing institutions acquiring things on their balance sheets like cryptos, uh, we're seeing central banks uh, standing pat on on gold and and physical gold, nothing digital. There is just gold being added to the central bank balance sheet. This week, it was reported that Poland's central bank is slated to buy 100 tons of gold coming up in 2022. And it was the <clears throat> governor mentioning that they were going to be doing this. They're going to be increasing gold reserves by this amount to strengthen the country's financial stability. This is what gold offers. And what? who else are we seeing buying and going big on bullion? Gold buying by central banks surged in the first half of the year led by Thailand, 90 tons, Hungary, 62 tons, Brazil, 53 tons, India, 29, Uzbekistan, 25, Turkey, 13, Cambodia, 5, Poland, 3, and Mongolia, just under 2. Central banks are going big on bullion, and we're going physical. This is what, all it is. It's physical. It's nothing digital because you cannot print it. And we need it for financial stability. So yes, the message from Greg is become your own central bank. Diversify away from paper. Diversify away from fiat and false promises. We were promised that 2008 crisis will never happen again. The QE was the solution. We're on to number four. There is no trust, but gold is trust when there is no trust, Jeremy. And this is the message, and we have to take this message from these central bankers. They're not, one, they're not here to lose. They're here to win. And, you know, when we have institutions like even this Federal Reserve and the, and the Treasury Secretary bringing this gimmick of a platinum coin, the message was platinum. And, you know, the, the fact that they brought <laughs> it up that, hey, we need a precious metal here. The only way that can work is, is if you have that amount of physical platinum or you revalue. And this is where gold comes into play and the, the idea of – a gold revaluation has been talked about for de uh, a little bit over a decade now. 
and it's still on, on the forefront of many analysts. You know, we look at uh, analysts like uh, Jim Sinclair, 50,000 gold. Why? It's because these central bankers will need to revalue the gold price up to squash all this debt, to get rid of this debt, to stop worrying about this debt. And this is how you bring financial stability back. And uh, kudos to the Polish uh, Central Bank for doing this. I wish uh, Canada would do the same. Yeah, and and, and speaking of central banks and, and getting back to, um, you know, uh, common sense, they're saying there's been some ideas floated out with uh, Evergrande, right? Remember, they owe $300 billion in debt, and it could be the tip of the iceberg, and we don't know if it's, when it's going to hit, right? We don't know what type of contagion it could have, but they've floated the idea out there that, oh, maybe maybe China will have to utilize gold and revalue gold, and they could be the spearhead to, to revalue gold. I think what we need to do right now, Jerry, is talk about why gold is down, why gold isn't revaluing as we speak, what is the disconnect there, and what is it going to look like when it actually happens? So let's get into that. In the meantime, if you'd like to acquire some physical gold, remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Everything at Guildhall is physical, physical. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. You can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and acquire for the first time or add to your stack. And remember, if you acquire anything through the through our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com, you'll be entered to win five ounces of silver, which we'll draw at the end of the month. We're doing that because the last the last draw was so successful, we want to do it again and keep giving out some free metal. Speaking of free metal, for every 10,000 invested in a registered account, that's an RSP, an RESP, RIF, LIF, Lira, for every 10,000 US invested, you're going to get one gram of gold up to 10 grams. Great rebate, great giveaway. Those are perfect for, by the way, if you need a last minute gift, you grab a, a few grams of gold or a five gram five, five gram gold mm -hmm. bar. Um, great, great last minute gift, um, and it keeps on giving because Absolutely. obviously the price of gold has averaged eleven percent a year for the last twenty years. This is the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Thank you for joining us on a long weekend. We hope you find this um, information useful. Um, we've seen a lot of people getting into the physical gold market, mostly because they're seeing a lot of assets everywhere overvalued. They're seeing a lot of craziness in the market and they want to get out of harm's way. Also, a lot of people are feeling uncomfortable if they've sold property and they've got a lot of cash and do they want to have all of the cash in one place? And gold is typically a great preserver of wealth. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? I'll give you a quick example. Uh, since you're asking, yes. <laughs> is uh, over the last 20 years in Canadian dollars, gold has had three down years. Two, Back to back, I think year 2000, year 2001, both under 2%. Then you had 2013, where in Canadian dollars, it went down 23%. That was after a decade of double digit gains back to back to back to back. It's averaged over 11%. It has beat inflation. It will continue to beat inflation. And this is why it is a great hedge against inflation and a preserver of wealth. But most people, a lot of people, will look at the market and say, well, why isn't it rising? Ironically, when the price comes down, 
these days, more and more people are buying than ever before.、Mm-hmm. It's amazing to see how savvy the gold and silver community are when the price pulls back. And what happens is, is as a result of pullbacks, there's no product. Wholesalers start raising their premiums because they don't have the product, so they raise their premiums, and you reach this limit where all of a sudden premiums are getting jacked up because there's not enough product out there, and you have to wonder why are prices going down? When prices are down, shouldn't there be a flood of inventory? The question to you, Jerry Karaya, is why aren't the prices taking off, and what will it look like when they do? Well, right now we are in the midst of a lot of central bank, particularly the Federal Reserve,、um, talking about tapering.、Uh, for those people who don't know, when you taper or you tighten,、um, you start to、um, strengthen the U.S. dollar. Gold and silver are negatively correlated to that, to the U.S. dollar index. So you have a short-term pullback.、Um, right now, what we're seeing is tremendous demand,、um, and right now. You know, we're not seeing silver get caught up in the global supply supply chain squeeze. We're seeing supply chains around the world getting impacted negatively, including silver and gold. We're seeing shortages for gold and silver, but it just doesn't make sense. Why why aren't the silver prices、uh, reflecting this? Well, we look at some charts and we see here that、uh, the demand for silver is literally at on almost an all time high, but the prices are down. So we have to look at things like the the, the commitment of trader reports. So,、um, and what we're seeing right now, the commercial short positions, particularly in silver, are at a low right now. So we have never been this low for quite a long time. And every time we see a bottom in these short positions, meaning these commercials or the bullion banks, so the short, not going short. Yeah, sorry. So the short position meaning that. They're betting the price will go down. Right. So if there's a lack of short positions in the market, it's saying no one thinks the price is going down.、Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, you'd have tons of bets that the price would be going down, and you'd see the short position massive. But、right. you don't have that. You have it very small, which also means low risk entry point. Right. So every time we see a bottom in the commercial short positions, like we're seeing right now, the price in silver rallies right after. And these commercials are the big bullion banks, and right now they are、uh, his- so historically not short. Right now, this cannot be ignored. So not sil- short, not short, not short.、So、right? They're actually physically going long now. This is either due to a supply chain shortage or just smart money. Could it could it also be the Basel III rules? That could be as well.、Uh, we have an analyst, Ed Steer. He analyzes this, the COT reports, and he puts plainly: we're at the bottom of the barrel to the downside from caught futures market perspective, paper, and the remaining longs in the managed money,、uh, other reportables, and etc.、Uh, to put into simpler terms, it's impossible to put into words just how outrageous, outrageously bullish the setup is for a price explosion in silver based on its current configuration in the COMEX futures market. So we're seeing a massive coiling in the silver market. The shorts are being eroded, eroded. The demand is going through the roof. And where is the supply? Where is the supply coming out? So we have all of the fundamentals, even the technicals, for silver in play. We're going to see a massive price explosion, Jeremy. And when the price explodes, you're going to see a massive transfer of wealth because at that point. Like an insurance policy, you either own it or you don't. You either have the insurance policy or don't. You can't buy insurance policy when the house is on fire. So you have to be prepared ahead of time, and this is why it's important to have 
as much as 15%. Some people like David Morgan calls for 20% um, as an allocation of physical precious metals in a portfolio. Now that doesn't come from us. That That's not out of out of thin air. That comes from the Abitz and Associate right. um, report that they put out, I think in 2011, I want to say, or 2009, yeah. something like that. But, you know, any, any advisor, you know, with their fiduciary responsibility is going to say, listen, you have to have negatively correlated assets and that's what physical gold, physical silver are. So I believe personally from my studied opinion that the the price will explode as well, that it's going to be hard to get the price is going to be rising and there won't be any availability. So I think many people could be locked out of the market and there will be a wealth transfer. There'll be people who realize, wait a minute, I got to get out of these positions and I need to get into something that's going to protect my wealth can I do it? Mm-hmm. And this is why it's important to prepare now rather than wait to see the price of silver hit $50. There'll be plenty of people who want to buy at $50. Try to get um, it. And it'll be cheap at $50 too. Um, how cheap? Well, we'll tell you in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. If you'd like to buy a little bit of physical precious metals, get your, get a, a toe in the water, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and you purchase uh, some physical product and you'll be entered to win five ounces of silver. We'll be right back. It's The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And everything at Guildhall is physical, physical, physical. It's got to be physical in precious metals accounts with registered accounts. You own the product directly. You get a you get an inventory report showing exactly what's being held in the vault with those serial numbers for you. You can go to the vault, personally audit your holdings. I like to say that there are uh, two firewalls and a parachute. The first firewall is that it's not with a fi- it's not with a bank. It's with um, it's with a trading company. Um, it's with a brokerage. Number two, obviously, it's fully insured. You're fully insuring not only the portfolio through the Canadian Insurance Protection Fund, but the product is also physically insured. The second safeguard or, or firewall is that it's held in a vault outside the banking system. Key. And the parachute is the fact that, hey, if you're willing to pay the withholding tax on the registered or you know TFSA, there's no withholding tax, you have the option to take physical delivery of that product. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You're, you, it doesn't, I, I can't think of anything more safe in a registered account yourself. Exactly. There is nothing safer. We were all kind of sort of funneled into the registered plans at one point in life. You know, at the end of the day, some people like it, some people don't. Um, having your money locked away until you're 70, they start trickling your money back when you're 71 in a riff. But I mean, obviously having precious metals in your possession is, is a nice thing. You, we would ultimately want to have it that way, but if all of your if your nest egg is in a registered plan, taking a thirty five percent haircut on that is a huge hit. But to know that you can eventually take take that metal out is a huge option to have, a huge advantage and opportunity to have. Because let's say you do take the thirty five percent haircut on the on the portfolio of your metals, you still have a good sizable seventy percent portion in silver silver to move up 30%. We saw that last year. You just made that back. So this is a really good option to get yourself some physical silver, 
physical uh, gold within these registered plants, just knowing you have that firewall and that parachute is great. Yeah, and, and look, we believe in the transfer of wealth. We believe it's coming. We did an episode, um, I want to say a couple months ago, maybe a month and a half ago, about silver potentially getting to $600. Well, interestingly enough, I was listening to an interview with Cliff High, and he, he's predicted a lot of things over, over the, the, the last few years, and he talked about potentially silver getting to $600. And, you know, let's just, let's just uh, you know, ratios aside, let's just talk about one aspect of that, which um, I discovered from uh, the silver guru, um, uh, David Morgan himself, he was talking about this on, on, a, on a show recently where he did, his, he did a study on silver and solar power and wind power. And he discovered that to, to um, provide energy to just the houses in the United States for a year would take up more than all of the silver that's coming out of the ground, more than, <laughs> more than a, a billion ounces of silver. Now, that's not including commercial. That's just residential. That's just residential just for the United States. So when you start to think about renewables, you kind of – you have to start thinking practically and saying – you know, and they talk about uh, solar power and, you know, these solar power panels – can only last like 30 years before they have to be replaced and technology is always growing but you don't get your money back on these things for after 12 years so you get it's like after 12 15 years you're finally getting free free energy out of it but it's only going to last for 15 years mm -hmm. so split the difference prorate it and you kind of say well this i don't know if this is really working that got me thinking about these electric vehicles too because there's only like 100 million of these they want to ramp that up what how much silver are you going to use in those it's it's as you know, they're, they're massive computers mm -hmm. and batteries. And what happens if there's a blackout? <laughs> like, how are you going to charge your car? I mean, we someone tell me, I, I don't know the answer. I just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. And I see rolling blackouts all over the world. And right. that's kind of an issue with the cryptocurrencies as well. Um, you know, it's Facebook went down for six hours, right? So uh, how can, you know, other things can go down. So this is the problem with the dependence on, on, electricity itself mm -hmm. because you need a guaranteed source and if you have gasoline you can put that in a car and drive anywhere right. so i'm just saying these are some issues to consider is is renewables reliable mm -hmm. um is the question and then if you if you really dig into the math and and what it takes to get these things up and running you say wait a minute there's not enough silver mm -hmm. there's just it doesn't matter what the price is yeah. there's not enough silver but if we go even even an inch in that direction the price is going to go ballistic yeah. because this is this is beyond the monetary side of it. This is just from an industrial standpoint. That's right. What do you think, Jerry? You th what do you, you think uh, silver could go well beyond two hundred dollars? Absolutely, Jeremy. Um, the ratio speak for itself, and just knowing that the average American investor. Uh, they have a gold and silver portfolio allocation of around zero point two percent, which may as well be zero. So if we go back to that, if it's in associates allocation of five to 20%, what will happen to the gold price? What will happen to the pressure? And they allude to physical, they don't allude to gold or silver proxy being an ETF, which is more digital or certificate, which is just fiat gold derivative. We're talking about the physical here. So if there is just a mental shift towards gold and silver, this will tilt the market into the hundreds, if not thousands in silver, uh, tens of thousands for gold 
And, you know, history is going to repeat itself, unfortunately, especially when we come down to the mismanagement of balance sheets, the mismanagement of fiat, uh, you know, you know, uh, printable currencies. They all fail. These systems fail, but one thing that doesn't fail is your gold and silver. Yeah, you know what, Jerry? I, I, I obviously I completely agree. And just thinking about our conversation today and looking back at 2008, when people did look at gold and silver more speculatively back then, some people started to say, wait a minute, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And if they're going to do this to the price of gold, then I probably need to own a lot more. And and like I said, everyone is is hip to that now. Price drops, everyone says, Desperate times call for desperate measures on the part of these bullion banks. They're probably trying to get out of their short positions. I'm buying. Mm -hmm. And the trend over the last several years has been towards physical, physical gold, physical, physical silver. And that's what we're seeing. And the trend is your friend. It's going to continue. And the prices are going to surprise everybody. Mm -hmm. So... If you want to get some physical precious metal in your portfolio, please feel free to contact us at one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall, you can acquire the product directly, take delivery, come pick it up, schedule a pickup, um, or we can ship it to you, give you the tracking number. It's fully insured. We also offer the depository service. This is great for if you're leaving the country. And unfortunately, we don't want to see people leave the country. Uh, great people. It's a, it's sad to see a brain drain, but you know it's happening. That's right. that's the world we're living in, and people want to store their physical. And it's a great way to make sure that it's fully insured, secure. And of course, liquid, being able to right. pick up the phone and buy and sell very easily. And then, of course, there's registered accounts. It's something that we really strongly focus on. It's it's money that you should be protecting for the long term. We'd love to talk to you about our strategy on that and what people do in that market. So again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, quick last last thirty seconds. And just remember that uh, Guildhall just brought the opportunity back to sell your crypto and purchase gold and silver or natural fancy color diamond with your crypto profits. Remember, these are uh, cryptocurrencies that are not being adopted by central banks. And all it takes is a central bank to, to start to bring in their own to their own cryptocurrency. And they don't like competition. So it's a good idea to think about taking some profits in your Bitcoin, your Litecoin, Ethereum. Um, still very bullish, I think, for, for, the, for the most part. But you have to have an exit strategy. And gold and silver is that strategy. Thank you again for everyone joining us on this long weekend. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Remember, when it comes to the precious metals, the best is yet to come. And we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.